What's going on? You're listening to the Film Drunk Frotcast, coming at you not live from three separate frot quarters, including uh, the one from the irregular regular, Mr. Matt Lieb. All you need is lum. All you need is lum. Lum. Lum is all you need. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, it's the morning. Have you not and, done that uh, one before? I don't think I have. Oh. You know, but you know what? Email us, frockcast at gmail.com. <laughs> have I already done all you need is lum? Because if I have, I'm sorry. Uh, but I also wrote a whole Hamilton musical for you with lum. Uh, so I don't feel that bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also joining us this week, uh, we got your old favorite, Mr. Joey Avery. Aliens are real, and today is a great day to die. Happy to be here. Today is our Independence Day. We will not go down without a fight. We will not surrender into the night. We will. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. This is our Independence Day. I tried to add love. God damn it. You know, I do my best to create content, and it doesn't always work out. It's I mean, also 10 in the morning, which for me is, you might as, is why I might as well be sick. That's like 6 in the morning for a normal human being that wakes up, uh, you know, at normal hours. I wake up at 11. No, I wake <laughs> up at 10 usually. How late do you stay up? Like, you know, 1. Right. He likes to, as I recall, watch Hitler documentaries and eat sour worms. That is true, but I'm in a relationship <laughs> now, so so I get so some, sour worm so, eaten. Yes, yeah, so someone else is eating sour worms. <laughs> someone else, hey. someone else is eating my grubby little worm. Uh, <laughs> 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 Eat my grubby little worm. My uh, sour worm found a peachio. <laughs> No, now I listen to audiobooks and play phone games while I uh, sleep next to the woman I love. Oh, that's great. That's beautiful. Yes. I'm yeah. getting older. Now I'm waking up early. I'll, I, I'm getting up seven, eight, and just being old. That's yeah. not about being old. That's about health. You're just a very healthy guy. You've got a lot of mass now. <laughs> and uh, Making those gains, thanks, dude. Bro. You're making that's gains, it. and I think that when you, when you are, have a healthy body, like there's a little bro inside your brain at seven that goes, hey, I just gave you some pickup juice. Time to go have a day. And then <laughs> and like you can have a like there's some chemical in your brain gets released by hey, the bro. bro. It's what called the Rogan. Right now? It's hey. called the Rogan chemical and it actually comes in androgynous uh, dumps from the amygdala, much like DMT. Yeah, exactly. It's androgynous dumps from the amygdala. Uh, aliens then, actually there's there's evidence that aliens uh gave mm -hmm. that to our amygdala because they loved us and uh, wanted us to be happy and which aliens is nice do yeah. use kettlebells which is i think also an important note that's right that's do right. they use that's how is that how they is that is that lifting when you use a kettlebell yep <laughs> yeah <laughs> see i don't know anything about working out well it's I, like if i've I've had my gym call me for three months straight try to be like your credit card's not working anymore because i changed it and uh, and I won't answer them back because I'm like, bitch, you're not even open. You should um, you should get. <sighs> Why a kettlebell. would I pay for you? You should get a kettlebell. It's like you swing it, you hold it in your hands while you just do humping motion. Like it's basically a, you do a series of like thrusting motions with kettlebells. So it's oh, one of the it's more the one, 
fun ways it's to the, work out. Yeah, it's it's the one where you hold it. It's like a, a ring on top and a ball at the bottom. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, I know that one. And you just do and you just do humping motions. Do you Pretty think much. that I'm gonna get swole ironically? Like <laughs> I would love that. Love you think that. I'm gonna you think I'm gonna just be like, <laughs> look, it looks like humping and then wake up a year from now and be like, damn, I'm strong. Like uh, Mac from It's Always Sunny, you could just like yeah, get just, super jacked as a joke. I was just doing a bit. Yeah, I know. Do you know how horrifying strong Matt Lieb would be? I, mean, <laughs> I know. Your size and your figure already. <laughs> if you were just fucking jacked, you'd look like an NFL defensive end. I think it would be <laughs> uh, too much. Extremely Jewish. I would love to see like <laughs> a six foot six uh, mustachioed Jewish man with like John Steinbeck glasses, but also jacked. Well, so, I mean, listen, I've thought about this. Uh, as you guys know, um, a dear, dear friend of mine, Stephen Jenkins, uh, lead mm-hmm. singer of Third Eye Blind, has mm-hmm. um, one time told Wish me... Wish you would step back into gym, my friend. <laughs> you would what he said. get swole with all your bros that you've been living with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, what he said was, uh, Matt, you're an Adonis. <laughs> Treat yourself like one. <laughs> <laughs> which was his way of saying you've put on a little weight <laughs> and you really there's no excuse for you to be this young and not work out which uh you know i took that to heart and you so, are an adonis i mean i'm tall and i could be francesca tells me this all the time you you know you're fat and ugly and no one will ever <laughs> love you no she says that you <laughs> she, she says <laughs> uh she says that you know uh i could if i just tried have a really nice body and but that's, here's why you won't why because you're already tall it's like yes. why why aren't more rich kids super successful because they're they're, they're already, already kind of there yeah they're always, see, i'm they're like i could I, do that if i wanted that's like the tall guy yes. and rich kid it, thing that's exactly, exactly what I'm, it is i'm smaller so if i i honestly just for the first time in my life went on a diet because I saw a horrible photo of myself and I was like, you know what, at this frame, if I let this get out of hand, I'm going to look like a cinder block. Yeah. yeah. I have yeah. to keep it tight because it gets bad fast. Yeah, yeah. same. No, I only got true. I only ever got jacked because uh I couldn't lift myself tall. So Yeah. Is that <laughs> yeah. what that is? I've always wondered, is it like are are people uh who are in the five foot height range between five foot and five eleven are they getting jacked because you want to get like over six feet but wide i think it's just it's the only thing that you could do to make make yourself feel like more of a man first of all both of you are men you're strong strong men and uh you're also very handsome men and i just uh i just feel (laughs) like if i started working (laughs) <laughs> if I just started working out now, then I would be too intimidating as a person. You know, people would be like, God, that guy's so hot. I can't even approach him. <laughs> yeah, you would be And I'm trying to remain approachable. So, yeah. you know. Also, working out, working out isn't going to give me a stronger chin. It's not going to make you better at comedy. That's for sure. That definitely is sure. That's yeah. definitely yeah. sure. Um, but right. it does make you feel good. Yeah. That's true. I do like feeling good. So, yeah. uh I brought you guys all together. We were going to talk Caddyshack because, you know, I had to write an article about it. It's 40th anniversary. So I make uh, you guys talk about it with me. Um, yeah. I wanted to bring Joey because, you know, he's a little younger. And I always wonder with Caddyshack, like I'm always on the yeah. cusp of like, is this boomer horse shit or not? 
And mm. then I wanted to talk to someone who's like even younger than I am. But first, you know, uh, we got to do some movie news because that's what this podcast is about. Right, Matt? It's yeah. time for movie news. Yeah. Um, so well, I guess this isn't technically movie news, but, uh, you know, Hulu, they did that uh, four hour documentary about about uh, Hillary Clinton. Fantastic doc that everyone saw. Yeah, that I definitely. I didn't know that existed. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it's there. I didn't watch it. Hashtag still still with her. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like four part Hillary Rodden. What is it called? Like Rodham or something? No, it's called Hillary, oh. but they have a new one. Oh, is there hot yeah. Rodham? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> they have they had one called Hillary, which was a four hour documentary. And uh, they've just greenlit one called Rodham, which is uh, published in May. It's based on a book. Uh, published in May, Rodham imagines an alternative history where Hillary Rodham never marries Bill Clinton and asks what would have happened in her life and our country if she had made a different choice. Uh, I mean, what? what th- this is the alternative history we've all been waiting for, right? Like it's this one. I'm not sure what's more offensive, this or the one where they're like, "What if the South won the Civil War?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> like to me, it's it was like, and that one people were like, "Too far, don't do it." And then HBO was like, "No, no, no, just kidding." But like this one is just like a thousand times worse because it it's who's it for other than Hillary Clinton? Oh, it's it's oh, imagine what does it mean? It imagines what? like what would what would it be like if Hillary was actually as good as we wanted her to be? <laughs> yeah, right. She what? wouldn't be anywhere. Like, is the idea that Bill uh, being a creep took her down? Because that's also what got her up it, there. It's low key implying that I think, which is like okay, fair enough. But also, yeah, I agree. It's also like. That's also how you. It's like, what if Anakin Skywalker never met Emperor Palpatine? It's like, <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, it's not quite the. I don't know. It seems a little <laughs> bit like, what? What if Hitler had gotten into paint school? Like it's yeah, boring. It's like she just okay. So she just lives a quiet, rich <laughs> life, continuing to be in law. And yeah, puts I don't more know. She becomes jail, a, maybe. Yeah, she does yeah, good she, law and doesn't torture us with shitty docu series yeah. on Hulu. <laughs> she never gets a Hulu deal. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to say that, like, uh, there is like a on a poetic level something really funny about like Obama having a Netflix deal and Hillary having a Hulu deal. Like, <laughs> it would feel like it, it feels sad now, and just imagine if Palm Springs hadn't come out, how much more sad it would feel. Oh yeah, yeah that's true. That's yeah. the only thing that I forgot Hulu existed until that happened. Yeah. Hulu is actually, I mean, but, and- so I haven't. I need to see Palm Springs, but also the greatest uh, is is on there, or the great. What is it called? The great. What's that? The Catherine the Great. Uh, oh yeah, I wanted I that just, to be good, and it was real. No wait, I'm, I'm, that was the HBO one with. Uh, no, no, yeah. There's a new one. Uh, okay. There's a different one. It's a comedy. It's the HBO one L- sucks. Yeah, I didn't. I, I I tried it, and I was like, I'm not, not right now. Which is a but bummer because, like, content wise, like a costume drama about Catherine the Great starring uh fucking what's her face, the hot old lady. Uh, yeah, yeah, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. I was like, oh, that is uh, that's like my, that's exactly my wheelhouse. Oh, but dude, yeah, but you need to watch really bad. You need to watch the greatest. I think it's called. I think it's called the greatest. I I don't. I need to remember. It's starting L Fanning. It's it's about Catherine the Great, but it's a, it's kind of a comedy. It's fucking hilarious. Right, do they show the horses going in though? They. You mean the dicks? Yeah, yeah. The horses. <laughs> Is that what you call them? 
They, uh, I haven't seen. I've only watched the no, pilot, the horses, but I really enjoyed no, it. No, I mean she. Well, there was the rumor, like the original. All the rumor that she fucked horses. Yeah, the original Richard Gear. Richard Gear's gerbil started out as Catherine the Great's uh, horse. Swing. Oh, yeah. Whoa, that's a fun that's, one. That, what a box to take one of those. <laughs> 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 Mrs. Hands, they call her. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Hands the Great. Um, anyways, uh, no, yeah, Hillary Clinton making a, uh, a, a series about herself, uh, is, I mean, even Obama, well, this one's even worse because she's documentaries that have nothing to do with him. You know, this one's not even, uh, she's not even involved in this one. This one is like someone wrote like a Hillary fan fiction book that they're adapting. Okay. Which is super weird. Like when they did this with Obama, it was just as weird. Like they had two weird movies about uh like fan fiction obama which feels like super stalinist yeah but at the same time the obama ones were kind of like uh the uh, the idea that people people actually kind of were interested in that like when i remember when i saw a trailer i was like i kind of want to see like the michelle obama you know Barack Obama love story that sounds cute I guess like at maybe like five or ten years after he was out of the presidency it would have no, been no it was a little weird. soon like when the, he's yeah. currently the president that is that shit is super weird it's like so it is it is TV weird kind of shit I, I, yeah I agree but also it's like the difference is is that no one asked for Hillary Clinton's like <laughs> alternative universe no. like yeah I think they they dropped that his while he was president probably because they assumed Hillary would win if they had known that Trump was going to win yeah. and everyone would be looking for some sort of like West Wing style like <laughs> masturbation about what things felt like even a year ago. Yeah. Then yeah. that probably slaps. But yeah. for politicians to release documentaries about themselves, I think we should start calling them reality movies. Because they are. Yeah. They're not, straight it's up. not, you know. They're straight up, and and it's like the more you look at it, the more, especially I didn't watch all of the Hillary uh, documentary but yeah you <laughs> you didn't watch all of it well no i saw i, I saw clips of it yeah, so no and way. the clips that i like saw on what planet would you choose to watch a four-hour documentary about hillary clinton no obviously i'd rather die but what i'm saying <laughs> is that I, I, I you watch it and you realize that oh the the whole like it's not just a reality it's not just that it's a reality tv documentary it's that the entire um, their entire life is reality TV. It's it yeah. makes so much right. more sense. The more you watch these things, it makes sense why. Like, oh yeah, of course Trump's gonna win. He knows how to like fucking do reality TV. He knows he like, understands is- that everyone hates this, and all he has to do is make fun of it. Like, yeah, I love it when like the New York publishing world when they give some person that only like hardcore neo libs like some sort of like six, yeah they give them like a six million dollar book advance because they because you realize like. They have no one outside of their uh, social group to tell them that they don't right. give a fuck about that. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I think. Yeah. That's what the Hillary d- d- Hulu series is. It's like you know, yeah. five five Hulu execs being like, "Oh man, you know what would be hot fire?" They're, yeah, they're doing it backwards. You know, they're like saying, "Oh, this is a successful politician. People want to see." the reality show version when right and this is not necessarily a good thing but what society is telling everyone all the time is like 
give me the reality show part that's interesting, yeah. and then maybe we'll fucking make it president. Like, I know Kanye is losing his mind, but he wasn't <laughs> completely off base with the concept. And I sure, feel like it's exactly sure. what's happening in boxing. People don't even care if you're a good boxer. They want to see fucking Logan Paul box someone because it's like, yeah. wouldn't that be crazy? And yeah. it's going to be the same thing with politics. It's just, oh, I know this person. Wouldn't that be crazy? Let's fucking try it. Nothing matters. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but to me, like the the biggest problem with the Kanye thing was I was like, I want someone who's like completely cogent. Um, like, you know, if we're going to do You're the, rea- the reality <laughs> TV show uh, celebrity candidacy, you know, you're like the rock you know mm-hmm. you want I think, some big uh, strong I think, the guy I think, that guy who played uh the big strong guy in Guardians of the Galaxy Dave Batista uh, yeah <laughs> no, I think, like people like that I think Preston the Minecraft influencer is going to be president in uh, in 10 years Dude, I can tell that you're a stepdad because I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Count your lucky stars, man. Holy shit. Kids uh, love Minecraft. My my nephew is They also love people who shout at them. Like Yeah, they love shouting Preston, people. The Minecraft influencer makes PewDiePie seem uh like fucking uh Minecraft. Well, it makes him seem like a Ferris Bueller's <laughs> teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, ben Stein. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, Minecraft is yeah, uh, that's, that's an incredible pronunciation of Minecraft. That's actually the title of uh, PewDiePie's autobiography. <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> oh, God. oh, that's funny. Um, so we got a little bit more movie news because I know you guys are fucking thrilled. Uh, Oh, I love it. movies, dude. Yeah. I love news. Yeah. Put yeah. them together. Dave Franco, uh, you know, James Franco's little brother, he's going to play Vanilla Ice in a new biopic. Okay, wow. but I, I'm kind of into that. Yeah. I, I like that. I mean, because number one... I would like it if it was James Franco and he played like... He nah. played both Vanilla Ice and, uh, I don't know, Third And base. the Ninja Turtles? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, I I like it because uh, it's like no one wants a Vanilla Ice, you know, uh, biopic, right? Um, And so therefore no one wants to play Vanilla Ice because every actor is like, if you're going to do a biopic, you want to be in it for the Oscar. That's the whole point. Like I want to embody this role and get the Oscar. People get Oscars for biopics and no one wants to do Vanilla Ice. And so they don't get James Franco. They get his his little brother Dave, and so I like it because it's throwing shade at Vanilla Ice and at Dave Franco at the same time. Hi, I'm James and- Franco. This is my brother Dave and my other brother Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I, uh, I'm I'm down. I'll watch it, dude. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it could be. That good. That sounds great. On and yeah. uh, you know, as the longer that we talked about the Hillary doc, the more I kind of want to watch that now too. It's for the same reason. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like no one really wants to watch this, which is going to make it really fun to watch this. Yes. What is that yes. a thing? What if yeah. they got Dave Franco to play Hillary in a Hillary biopic? I'd watch it. In. Yeah. I'm down. It sounds good. Who's going to play Bill? Uh, like, so is the does it get into at what point Bill and Hillary don't meet or did they like get together and then um, like he cheats and she's like. I'm not okay with this. I think you need to hear the logline. Uh, a modern parable about choices, feminism, and why the U.S. has such a complicated relationship to women in power. 
Rodham tells oh. the story of an ambitious young woman you developing her extraordinary mind in the latter part of the 20th century, moving from idealism to cynicism and all the way back again. Uh, just these piss pigs, man. This uh, sounds like it was produced by Weinstein. <laughs> this is like right yeah. up his alley of like, part yes. of my apology is I will also be producing the yeah. Hillary Clinton <laughs> look at feminism in America. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's that's Harvey Weinstein's uh, community service. I like that. Uh, he's promised he's going to do 300 hours of Hillary Docs uh, as part of his... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh god oh god it really is it's uh it's a it's a hellish log line um it's like they're talking about it's a pair a, a modern parable suck a dick <laughs> <laughs> yeah a modern parable, like as opposed to what like an ancient as parable? opposed to an ancient parable <laughs> <laughs> fucking assholes <laughs> these people do not deserve any of the success that i am gotten. i am looking forward to people remaking the allegory of the cave Oh, that yeah, absolutely. Nice. But with Hillary Clinton as, <laughs> <laughs> with her pussy as the cave. <laughs> wow. Wow, Matt. Sorry, wow. dude. Wow. Thanks, Thanks for Katie. contributing I mean, to our. Just the level of misogyny <laughs> in the culture right now, uh, you know, uh-huh. illustrated by what you just said. And it only proves how much more we need a four hour Hillary documentary. It really does. Uh, I... <laughs> Go ahead. I don't know. I just, I'm like, you know, I, I, I there's. The way that, because I'm not going to be someone who's like, sexism has nothing to do with the fact that Hillary, you know, uh, isn't president or whatnot. Because obviously there there are people who hated her completely for no other reason than they're like, she reminds me of my school librarian. I yeah, hate yeah. her, you know. I mean, you can hate someone who sucks for the wrong reason. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Just go into the voting booth and look at it and see Hillary. <laughs> nice yeah. try, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's like how, some... how Brett used to talk about how the uh, the female characters in in the first draft of all Aaron Sorkin scripts are just named my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like the, there's just this level of like tone deafness when it comes to like constantly saying that sexism is the main thing involved in Hillary Clinton hate that just it drives me fucking crazy because you you just oh they're they're just so disingenuous they're so full of shit they make me (laughs) mad it's obviously every situation there's so many different things that go into it but when most people complain they use the phrase the Clintons yes which tends to include both of them yeah that's true that's both the Clintons. The at sentence the, same time. the Clintons killed again includes yeah, exactly. both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clinton body count, for example. <laughs> Clinton body count would be a good name for a hardcore band. Yes, it would. Oh, it would. Yes, it would. Yeah, that would be great. What is Vanilla Ice's story? I literally I know the song and I've seen a few interviews and he was weird. Did he have well, an interesting tale? Is this the is this us, his eight mile? He told us he was going to tell us the secret of the ooze uh, before the night was over when we <laughs> saw him at the gathering of the Juggalos in 2013. And yeah. uh, I got to say, it was uh, pretty entertaining. You know, a guy puts on a show. He does. He knows what he's no. He knows what he's doing. Well, and also like. He was talking about coming, I'm pretty sure. Sure, sure. Uh, According to the article, the 35-year-old actor is set to play the 52-year-old rapper in the movie To the Extreme, which is named after Ice's debut number one album, which has sold more than 15 million copies. 
Uh, and he admitted the motion picture has been in the works, quote, for a while. It's a great quote. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Franco has imagined the film could take on a similar tone to his and his brother James Franco's 2017 comedy drama biopic, The Disaster Artist. Uh, I, yeah, I figured so. But without without the, like, you know, good source material, though. Yeah. That would, yeah. I mean, How that, many yeah. IG followers do you think Vanilla Ice has? This is a game I love to play. Oh, I'm going to say a million. I say 1.2. 446K. Wow. Oof. Wow. That's, you know, you can tell his audience skews a little older. Yeah. Wow, yeah. He looks interesting. Uh, uh, but the real question is how many followers he has on Facebook. <laughs> because at his age uh they're all on facebook that's just a thing yeah Yeah. i get uh, the only friend requests i get now are from my dad's friends oh by the way um this is a secret hollywood tip uh for anyone um who wants to know secret hollywood tips um if you're ever trying to like reach out to like uh, a producer or like you know anyone in hollywood who and you try to find them on twitter and you're like they're not on twitter and then you're like oh they're not on instagram Uh, i guess you know the only way i can reach out to them is if i have a manager or an agent nah facebook they are all on facebook and not only are they all on facebook but they will accept your friend request and then write back hey thanks for being my friend (laughs) (laughs) is that why you've booked so many many shows lately that's why I've booked so much. All I do is go on Facebook and just look up, you know, no, I, I, I was reaching out to, uh, um, this is a uh, dumb sidetrack story here, but when I was in high school, um, the Disney channel commissioned a, a reality TV show, uh, in my high school regarding some of the kids who were in the orchestra. Um, and it was called totally in tune. And it was, <laughs> and it was like this weird thing where it was like cameras were following around like a few of the kids as they did like orchestra shit, including the teacher, uh, orchestra teacher, uh, Mr. Miller, who was later um, fired because he, uh, I think he got caught making out with some kids, Uh-oh. and um, mm. yeah, so that was like yeah, a whole him, sk- get him come in and empty his spit valve. <laughs> oh come on, dude! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, he really liked the people who played the double reeded instruments. Yeah, you gotta, gotta <laughs> let me find the nearest oboe player. Ooh, my my wood needs some wind. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that uh, anyways, no so, string instruments attached. All right. Yeah, it's something about brass. Um, yeah. Fuck me in the brass. All right. There uh, it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck me in the yeah, brass. Cool. Uh, but anyways, so uh, yeah. So uh, it was just a thought I had where I randomly was like, so what ended up happening was like Disney. I think they put out two episodes and the whole thing got canceled. So it never came out. Um, and it was too bad because like some of my friends were on this thing, and so I was like, I gotta. I really want a copy of this. It's been fucking like decades now, right? Because I'm old as shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I was able to find the names of the producers of the show. And they now all like produce like the Vanderpump. Vanderpump, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And like uh, some other shit like that. So I just found them 
on Facebook. And I was like, hey, you don't know me, but uh, about 15 years ago, you guys made a TV show called Totally in Tune at my high school. How do I get a copy of that? And then, uh, yeah, so now they've all reached out and uh, they're all like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we'll, we'll see if there's a digital copy available and stuff. And, uh, and now you're on Vanderpump. And now we I'm should, on Vanderpump. You should get a copy of that and make it one of our Patreon levels that you. That's can, what I'm. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. you know, like I, I'm when they hopefully send me a copy because they said they 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 definitely have a physical copy in the vault, quote uh-huh. unquote. Sure, sure. Um, they're gonna so they check keep if they Epstein's uh, phone number. Yeah, that's that's where they keep Epstein's phone number and uh, videos that he created of him fucking my high school <laughs> friends. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. No, but. Uh, no, they, but they said they're going to search for digital copies. If they have digital copies, yeah, part of me is going to be like, so I could just have this? And then, um, yeah, a Patreon level will be me uh, just talking shit over this uh, fucking, you know, yeah, series. because fair use. Because fair use, dude. Yeah. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of Patreon, uh, I have an interview with uh, Chris Nashawati who wrote a whole book about Caddyshack that's pretty good, and he kind of knows everything about the movie, so... If you want the fact parts uh, of our Caddyshack uh, discussion, I'll put that as a Patreon bonus, and you can listen to that interview. And uh, in the meantime, you know we can uh, we can all talk about it uh, amongst ourselves and our and Let, our thoughts on the movie. Yeah, let's do it, Caddyshack. So yeah, like I, I, I mentioned earlier in the show, I brought Joey because to me, um, Caddyshack, like if you think about the time when it came out, like it came out after. After uh, Animal House, uh, mm-hmm. right after Meatballs, and in parallel with Blues Brothers, uh, yeah, and in that context, like we talked about Meatballs on the show earlier, which is fucking horrible, like just one of the worst movies that I think I've ever seen, honestly. Meatballs, yeah, Remember yeah, it's pretty we, bad. It's terrible. Um, yeah, and like compared Spicy. to that, fucking uh, Caddyshack is a masterpiece, and I think it holds up way better. And I never. I never got Blues Brothers either. Like Blues Blues Brothers, like is is like Spanish it's, to me. I don't get what the joke is, and I don't. What's understand. the joke? I've never known what the joke is. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I'm I like I don't I'm not cynical enough to be like it's blackface, right? It's that yeah. there white guys doing blues, <laughs> and, and I don't know because there's probably more cultural context around white blues guys. Yeah. So I don't I don't want to call it blackface. Yeah. But what's the joke? Honestly, and John Belushi in general, like I know he's like a god to everyone who's right. a little bit older than than I am. But to me, like yeah. I, I don't really get it. Even Animal House, to a large degree, I don't uh, find super funny or understand. And and I think like I don't so get it either. But Caddyshack, a lot of it holds up. But uh, I also wonder if part of the reason that all these movies. Uh, were are held up as like cultural touchstones is because that was the first time boomers could like film themselves doing drugs. Maybe, <laughs> I think that could be a part of it. I I feel like my experience with Caddyshack is it's definitely held up because you know my parents are boomers. It's just like known. It's just like embedded as a yeah. classic film. Uh-huh. Yeah, and especially now that I've gotten into playing golf as I become an old man myself, <laughs> um, it's like. Got great. Got to watch one of the great golf movies, <laughs> and so put it on. I think like eight months ago or so, I was on a trip, and I was like, "Oh, let's let's throw this on." And 
not necessarily saying it doesn't hold up, but I didn't remember how fucking weird it was. Oh, it's a weird so fucking weird. movie. Like, I remember it as a classic, and I'm kind of like flipping it on, like, let's head out to the golf course, and then it's this like fever dream of dissonant comedy, and I'm like, holy <laughs> yeah, yeah. shit. <laughs> so, it's fucking weird. Yeah, so, it is strange. Um, so the backstory on <clears throat> Caddyshack is that uh, basically uh, Brian Doyle Murray and Bill Murray like grew up they're basically the Danny Noonan character where they live right. in a house with all with like a, a thousand kids and they worked uh, at a country club as caddies to like make money to put themselves through uh Jesuit through UCB <laughs> yeah yeah through UCB, <laughs> uh, to take UCB classes no but and then I and, I and I have golfed since I was a kid and I grew up playing like shitty muni courses so like the autobiographical part like that should be totally in my wheelhouse uh so it's like part that but then it's also part uh like they sent a bunch of national lampoon and SETV people to south florida in 1979 like at the height of everyone's cocaine usage and right. so they just like threw together this crazy movie that didn't fucking like apparently the first cut was like four hours long and made no sense what yeah and, <laughs> really? and, and, i want to see I want to see the Snyder cut of Caddyshack, dude. Yeah. And then so John Peters, like the famously coked up uh, producer who used to be uh, Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. Uh, uh-huh. He's the guy that Kevin Smith talks about wanting <clears throat> to put like a giant spider in the third act of his uh, Superman movie. There's like that. Have you ever seen that video? It's pretty funny. No. It's Kevin Smith t- trying to talk to John Peters about, uh, you know, what, what his Superman movie was going to be. And I think John Peters like just brings him in and he's like, all right. I don't want to see him in that fucking suit. I don't want to see him in that fucking cape. I don't want to see him fly. And then there's got to be and there's got to be a giant spider in the third act. <laughs> oh man, right before it all comes crashing down, having like a big time Hollywood coke addiction seems so fun. When oh, you yeah. just feel like you're just shooting it's like shooting half court shots and feeling like you're not missing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> be great. Yeah. Everything yeah, it's just like every every synopsis of a movie that never gets made is like something that your positive is going to get made. Third act, yeah. spider, go. <laughs> yeah. Change, yeah, just change it out. Yeah, you, you just feel like the smartest man in the world with every idea that you come up with. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Sick. So like the whole fucking gopher thing, like that was something that John Peters came up with. He's like, all right, what if there was a gopher and that was what tied this whole movie together? And they went out and spent like a quarter million dollars. Uh, getting an animatronic gopher made, and now that is the movie. And so that was after the fact. Yeah, all completely in post. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, like there was the plot line about Bill Murray having the gopher nemesis, but you never, right. you never saw the gopher in the original cut, and they never planned to, to. No one ever planned to see the movie or see the gopher in the movie. And then John Peters came up with that idea, and like most of the writers and the director were like. That's a fucking. That's the dumbest idea we've ever heard. But uh, yeah, they ended up doing it. And you know what? People fucking love that gopher. <laughs> I know. They do. People <laughs> love it. And and what? it's like it, you gotta. You can only imagine that in the 1970s, you know, 80s in America, everyone was collectively in the same cocaine delusion as yes. a producer. So they liked the gopher, but that, it was because they were also high on coke. 
Yeah. yeah. This is also pre-Chuck E. Cheese when no one had seen a full animatronic band of rodents. <laughs> so it must have seemed yeah. very novel and perhaps yeah. inspired the chain. And you can also see why several years later, coked up during Spider-Man, he's like, fuck this movie. We need to add an animal. Add the spider. <laughs> yeah. He's got one move. That's so fucking funny. So it's funny because like by and large, I think uh, like this era of saturday night live comedy like never really translated for me like a couple things translated to me but then i was kind of thinking about it and it's kind of like our generation had our own caddyshack which was uh happy gilmore and then we had sure our True. own John Belushi, which was uh, Chris Farley. So it's kind of like, yeah. I'm thinking back, I'm like, man, is everything that we like just a kind of a ripoff of this era of uh, Saturday Night Live? I mean, maybe, but uh, there's the difference is, is like, okay, so actually you make a good point because now I'm thinking about Chris Farley doing Blues Brothers and I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it's Chippen- <laughs> like when he does Chippendales, you're like, oh, well, that's obviously hilarious. Yeah, maybe, it, but but like I get the joke though. The yeah, joke is because he's so fat. Yeah, that's an obvious. And, and he doesn't look good in it. But Dan Aykroyd and uh, John Belushi looked like normal, I guess. Yeah. Uh, or at least normal enough in the blues suits. I don't understand Blues Brothers. Yeah, no, I don't either. But um, the Gopher, to me, was like. Because I, I first saw it when I was a little bit younger. And I remember the gopher for me was comforting uh, <laughs> because it was like something that I got. is like my stupid brain could understand like, oh, they got to get the gopher. Um, whereas like everything else was horrifying. The the dookie in the pool. Um, <laughs> oh, you, th- you thought that was horrifying? <clears throat> yeah. Well, no, because it was like it was one of those movies. That, uh, I've talked about this before, but um, there, the era where there's just titties in comedy. Uh-huh. For me, I never liked it because it was mixing two things that I, I didn't feel <laughs> like like the could be mixed, like yeah. my horny and my funny. Yeah. Um, and there's like and, like the, the yeah. National Lampoon has like a history of I feel like a lot of their appeal was that they kind of showed like sexy stuff too, like in the midst of all of yes. their parodies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like people liked the the titties and the jokes at the same time and uh, to me there's that's a breed of person that like it was like if you didn't know if you didn't uh, get the jokes at least there was some titties you know yeah maybe. it also was at the time like that hadn't really been done so it felt edgy right. and cool and it was like it was kind of borrowing from a different sect of society like oh playboy is going on and yeah this is before you know you witness hugh hefner become like an 80 year old man losing his mind in like yeah. a decrepit playboy mansion yeah. but at the time it's like fucking we're gonna live forever we're doing coke we're fucking chicks and we're breaking rules and everyone's applauding us for it because we're irreverent and we're changing society yeah yeah you see that's yeah. yeah that's the other thing it's like I, I feel like part of the reason so first of all, uh, one of the na- like the National Lampoon's first success was actually like a Playboy parody. Like they made a magazine that was like a Playboy parody. So like they are they do kind of go hand in hand. But I, I think like as with all boomer shit, you kind of it feels like your parents telling you why something was great, and then you watch it and you're like well, this is a mess. And they're like, yeah, but we were all on drugs, you know? We were doing right. a lot of drugs <laughs> at the time. And it seemed cool at the time. And you're like, ah, okay. Uh, 
yeah. yeah but you have to the the i i think that's a that's a truism of all comedy though True. i really do think that comedy has the shortest shelf life of fucking anything and the yeah. reason that caddyshack i think i don't want to say it holds up but it's like it definitely the holds story, up better than like blues brothers and meatballs yes, and exactly. arguably animal house right and it holds up i think because uh, the storyline is pretty classic and straightforward i mean for the most part in terms of and there was some good lines in it. Like, I, like I didn't remember certain subtleties that I might have missed the first time. Like when, when uh, Danny and Chevy Chase, when he's like catting for the first time, and he's like, "Yeah, do you do drugs, Danny?" Every day, sir. Like that's a good exchange. Yeah, it's an all-time scene. Yeah, and it yeah. still plays on Instagram. That goes viral on all the golf meme accounts that I follow, it's, like every two weeks. It, that's a so, <laughs> that's solid dialogue. Uh, like the judge telling telling him. Danny, I've sentenced men younger than you to the gas chamber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the that fucking, some of this, like <clears throat> our generation doesn't, uh, hasn't done slapstick as much as the boomers did. And I do right. think that they're, that we're missing something with that. Like they, they kind of were onto something like this, the scene where she's christening his boat and she, and she goes to hit the, hit the wine bottle on the, on the mm-hmm. boat and it not, <laughs> and it knocks the nose off of the boat. Like that's pretty great. That's good. And then also, uh, I I feel like most of the Bill Murray stuff to me is pretty timeless and funny. Like, and I think maybe that's just because I like Bill Murray. Yeah. But I would character- agree with that, except for like that whole scene of uh, Chevy Chase and Bill Murray in the same scene. That scene is so dumb and so long. I, I don't remember that scene. It's when Bill Murray or when Chevy Chase hits his ball into like uh, Bill Murray's his house. Caddy oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he's talking about the grass that he's developed that you can smoke. Ugh, it's just yeah. And, and again, that was another thing that uh, John Peters was like, "Well, we can't have this movie with Chevy Chase and Bill Murray without having them in the same scene together." So they went yeah. back and they shot that one, and it's like super. It's like longer than all the other scenes in the movie. They don't yeah, really yeah. like each other too, right? Yeah. Uh, Do they yeah. not like each other? Well, there was. I don't the, think anyone likes Chevy Chase. Yeah, no one likes Chevy Chase. There was the there was the famous story when yeah, Chevy Chase. True came back to host like he was he was like the first star saturday night live and he went off to do movies and everybody's kind of pissed at him and then he he came back to host saturday night live and i guess he was like kind of a dick to everybody and him and bill murray got in like an actual fist fight after the uh after the Mm -hmm. dress rehearsal and like the famous story was that bill murray was getting dragged away and he shouted medium talent medium talent (laughs) which is amazing (laughs) that's amazing that is great yeah um but no the fucking uh yeah besides that scene between chevy chase and bill murray everything bill murray does in that movie i remember thinking was hilarious and and i think that a lot of that has to do with i just like bill murray and think he's funny right yeah Um, i love bill murray but i was almost like geez like it just took me a a second to readjust to what the fuck that character even is oh yeah not remembering how weird it was and then hopping in thinking like ah time for an old family classic and then he's like he 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 goofy and i'm like what the fuck uh, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, something about it tickled me. But then again, it's Bill Murray. He tickles me. Yeah, He's and apparently, uh, so another piece of trivia. You know the beginning scene where uh, Bill Murray, it looks like he's jacking off while he's talking about the old ladies because he's like yeah. putting the ball in the ball plunger. Yeah, yeah. Apparently that scene in the original cut was 35 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. I would love to get my hands on that. Yeah. I. Yeah, I, the, the, this is there a ver? Is that 
is there a Snyder cut of this? I don't it, think there is. That that would be great, dude. I would I would watch all because like to me it's like that's as close as you're getting to like the raw shit. Like this yeah. is this is what everyone at the time like when they eventually cut down the movie to be whatever it is ninety minutes or something, um, and uh, you know that that was them going. This has to be fit for public consumption. But I want to see what real cocaine delirium looks like. You know, four hours. Holy shit. Yeah, and that exists somewhere, and we're gonna have to Facebook message the uh, producers of the, of the movie, and we'll be able to get it from them. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm telling you, you could. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, I, I think did that's it. a. Yeah, it's a good idea. I read and I was. Uh, Preparing for this day, I read a few articles because I wanted to see if like the perception of this is similar to my own experience. Yeah. And I read something very interesting. It was from the Chicago Tribune, Christopher mm. Borelli, because I guess it's supposed to all be about the golf course was Indian Hills in yep. Chicago. And yeah. they're kind of like making fun of how weird some of the old rich kind of not totally together members of it were yeah um and he but he made an interesting point about how loose-limbed it is he says to a point of anarchy and and he said that there's four different styles of comedy because bill murray's going absurdist rodney dangerfield's doing nightclub one-liners chevy chase is being snarky and then ted knight went sitcom rage and i thought that was a really good way to kind of like plug together how weird it is when you put it all together in yes. one thing everyone's totally doing their own thing yeah that yeah. is the weirdest thing about it. it it is just kind of like a a mishmash of different types of comedy styles and the the difference is is whether or not you could consider it working at all and to me i don't think it worked because no, yeah for me personally i kind of am there for I mean, Bill Murray, that that was for me. And it was like, I remember being pretty disappointed that there was other shit going on. And so I would say that I liked, you know, everything that had Rodney Dangerfield, everything that had Bill Murray. And uh, I could have done without the rest of it. Well, it's also, I think you have to factor in like Harold Ramis was the director. He'd never yeah. directed anything uh, before, but he's also one of those guys where like he's done some incredibly good like he directed like Groundhog Day and National Lampoon's Vacation, like some of these like really classic, really good movies. And then he's also directed like a bunch of pure shit. Like he's one of yeah. those guys that it, it, like seemed to have the capacity to just like make. Wait, a good who directed movie. Ghostbusters? Then was that Ivan Reitman? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Harold, um, Harold Ramis, you know, the fact that he directed Ghost uh, or directed Groundhog Day means that you know. Greatest director of all time. Well, he also did that, analyze this and uh, Bedazzled. Um, Bedazzled is actually not that bad. It's a pretty good remake. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. All right, all right. So maybe I maybe uh, I uh, unfairly have dismissed Harold Ramis. Yeah, but gra- like Groundhog Day is one of the all time great comedies. One of the all time greatest movies. Yeah, yeah. the uh, The guy also included a great Bill Murray story because Bill Murray caddied at that club, right? And he said he used to caddy for a super old member who was like so old he could barely hit the ball. And Bill Murray just used to routinely ride him down for hole in ones all the time until, <laughs> until his boss caught him. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So, yeah. So, a couple other Bill Murray stories from the book since I just interviewed the author. Like, this was uh, right after Bill Murray had done Where the Buffalo Roam, which was the original movie adaptation of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Right, right, which, right. If you've never seen it, it might actually be worse than Meatballs. It, like, it's 
unbelievably bad. Like just yeah, no, I've com- never seen it. But I always thought like, oh, I would rather see Bill Murray doing Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, and then it sounds great yeah. on paper. Yeah, and apparently, like he was hanging out with Hunter S. Thompson, and you know, I'm sure they're both just fucking coked out of their gourds. And sure. Yeah. They got in an argument one night about like who was the greater escape artist, and and like so Bill Murray tied himself to a chair, and Hunter S. Thompson like threw him into his pool, and uh, and like he had to pull him out like just before Bill Murray Bill Murray drowned in his pool. Oh <laughs> tied, my! Tied and this God. was and this was and then what he, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that is what I want to have happened though. You know what I mean? Right. Like that it, that jives with how the world's supposed to be in my brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's. <laughs> if Hunter S. Thompson didn't throw Bill Murray into a pool tied to a chair and barely save him, like what is this world? The most amazing thing is uh, is is the fact that Bill Murray, and this is makes you love Bill Murray even more. He was the one going, I can escape this. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's incredible. It, like, it'd be one thing if it was like he, he tied him up and threw him in. And he's like, no, I don't want this. Like, but he's going, no, I could, I could fucking do this. <laughs> that is, <laughs> I am a supreme escape artist. Yelled that, two men who've never escaped from anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he was supposed to drive Lorne Michaels' car from L.A. to New York. And uh, so who he, was Bill Murray was. Okay, and okay. so he like dro- he like drove it to Colorado to hang out with Hunter S. Thompson, and then he was like he didn't really have like a set start time on Caddyshack, so he kind of just like showed up one day in the mm-hmm. in the VW Beetle, and uh, and he didn't have any lines. They just like did it all, just showed up and they put some bullshit together, and then that's yeah. the movie. Sounds so fun. I know <laughs> it really does. It's like it's funny because like you read about this boomer stuff, and you're like, man, w- wouldn't it be great? If uh, you know, we lived We've at reached that, like we lived at that time where people just gave you a bunch of money to do a bunch of coke and do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, well, they don't give you the about, money to do the coke. They, right. you, well, you, you spend take, the money on the coke. <laughs> sure, right. Yeah. Like everyone talks about late stage capitalism. I'm worried we're in late stage fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, like they've already had so much fun and it was loose and it was like, hey, let's make a movie. We'll figure it out. Who the fuck cares? And yeah. now it's like people have budgets for TikToks. Yeah. yeah. Pissing me off. I, I want to do coke and make a movie. Yeah. See, that yeah. was the other thing that I was going to ask because, you know, we talk about like this era of comedy just having random titties in it and it being weird, which I agree <laughs> with. But I also think that the comedy pendulum has swung all the way in the other direction where now like comedy is like barely even acknowledged that sex exists. Like if you're yeah. if you're like a serious comedian, it's uh it's so like sex free. Like I feel like mm. there's a happy medium between and there was that whole era of Apatow comedies where some chick would like throw herself at Michael Sarah or something and he would be like, Oh no, you no, oh Yeah, no, right, you. right, right. It was weird. Everyone was scared of having sex. Yeah. Yeah, like, that is it, true. Like old school. You know, the whole movie is about them like starting a fraternity in order to get laid. Uh and then some like college girl throws herself at Vince Vaughn and he's like, Oh no, I can't, I'm married. And you're like, what, right. what is this movie about then? But also, yeah. you know, Owen Wilson like fucks a high school girl. Yeah. <laughs> true, Owen, true, Luke, true. which one is it? It's Owen. Luke. With no. the, Luke. Owen fucks a high school hair? girl in uh, Wedding Crashers. 
Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Owen, yeah. Hmm, you th- you'd think Luke is kind of a long blonde hair guy name. It is. I, that's I, what always fucks that me up. That is what fucks me up too. Luke Wilson should be long blonde hair, weird, yeah. lanky, dumb nose. Yes, but it's not. It's a it's different not. guy. In fact, they. <laughs> dumb nose. I have the same thing. Fucking dumb nose. No, he's got a he's got a dumb bullshit nose. <laughs> he's got a Luke ass nose, and I have the same thing with my nieces. One is named Ivy. The other. Is named Ruby, and I'm like, switch him. Yeah. One of them looks Dude, like more like a do Ruby. Do it soon. I know. That's what I said. It. I said it's not too late. Every time I see my sister, and she's like, please fucking stop saying that. Yeah, I have. Uh, <laughs> I have like, cousins. Do you want to know and Luke on your hands, lady? You, yeah, you <laughs> want to fucking <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have cousins named Ricky and Ronnie, and I always think that Ronnie looks like a Ricky, and Ricky looks like a Ronnie, and that's how I remember him. And it's crazy to have an adult example. Of the fact that, like Owen and Luke Wilson, they should be switched. Absolutely, that should be a whole film. They <laughs> should, should be switch names, Hulu. trading name places. Hulu yeah. needs to make a four-hour documentary on why <laughs> Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson's names are switched. <laughs> they, they should do it in the style of uh, all the like interviews with Caitlyn Jenner, and it's like uh, yeah. always, like goes all the way back. He's like, I honestly, I ever since I was a kid, I knew I was a Luke, but yeah. they named me an Owen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm I'm a Luke trapped in the body of an Owen, uh, <laughs> and I have to spend every day looking at an Owen trapped in the body of a Luke. Yeah, why do you think I do so much heroin? Wow. <laughs> um. So as much as like the titties in that movie are weird, I think that character of the like slutty rich girl was uh-huh. kind of perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's a perfect slutty rich girl. They um in Caddyshack they were they were mentioning and I think it's a good point uh in that article that it uh it kind of holds up in terms of making fun of like classism. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and in terms of like today's ethics, it totally holds up. Um and obviously no movie's gonna be perfect, but they're like, didn't do such a great job on race. Because <laughs> no. uh, yeah. there are two characters. There's the only minority that has a line is uh, a black guy who's shining shoes and then yep. he gets mad. Which you by mean, the way you mean perhaps smoke, smoked porterhouse. Is that his name? Yeah, that's his name. Yep, Smoke that's his name. Oh, my God. So, and there's you know, a Japanese and, and, guy named Wang also, which is like not yes, a Japanese name. No. <laughs> so no, it certainly is not. Perhaps appropriate if you're going to make fun of this country club, you wouldn't have that many minority characters because there probably weren't mm-hmm. in real life. But the thing that I found interesting was the two minority characters in it, the black dude who has one line was played by an incredibly accomplished uh, jazz musician yeah, who was yeah. like a well-respected touring jazz musician and then the only Asian character was a professor. Yeah. So like the, the qualifications that you had to be to get cast as a minority <laughs> in this were like super like high society right. to have one line and then all the white guys are just doing you know doing coke and chasing yeah, right. a Also they picked like the gopher. most stereotypical professions of those two races. It's like oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where do we find one? Go to school. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You go don't to they school like, and you go to a jazz club. Don't they like jazz? Yeah, they're like, they're like no, no, no. Uh, uh, we we just put out like a casting notice. No, 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 no. Go no, to no. the nearest jazz club, get a black. <laughs> don't. I'm Go sure to the they country have actors. Nonsense. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't. They don't know about acting yet. <laughs> go to a jazz club and then uh, we'll go to a go to a university. Get to find the most a, Asian-looking teacher. Go to a math class. 
<laughs> oh, oh man yeah, yeah race but, uh, but they did have commentary about it because uh you know rodney rodney dangerfield says hey wang uh you know i don't i don't know about this country club don't tell them you're jewish yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is yeah. you know there was some race commentary there yeah and i yeah, think that yeah. that was actually correct but it's just the actual building of it and the uh the casting <laughs> yes oh yeah but they're probably you know they're if they're trying to make fun of rich people at as that have been losing their minds at a snooty country club in the time that they were discussing it you kind of gonna have a pretty white cast you know what well, like right. i kind of think that uh you could i rarely think you should do remakes of anything but i really think you could do a good remake of caddyshack like really yeah i I do think there's something there to the concept of you know uh the blue collar kid going to work and meeting a bunch of weird uh that's true like and like the 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 rich playboy character like that's a pretty good character of the kind of person that you might meet at a country club uh yeah like there's some i think we desperately need a new golf movie and i'm not going to pretend that i have like a great social insight on how that's important but sure. just because i like golf now i'm like yeah. we need a new golf movie More that feels cool <laughs> and doesn't yeah. feel like like snooty because most of the people that i know that play golf play shitty munis show yeah. up in a t-shirt get drunk and like it's not like it really isn't you know the, the pebble beachification of it oh, that yeah. everyone no, yeah. kind I of mean, assumes that it is I'm. I was a junior golfer. Uh, getting a little autobiographical here, but I. I, wow. I, I was. I was a competitive junior golfer. I grew up playing shitty munis, and uh, and I definitely remember, like in high school, when we went to play at a country club. Like we had a match at uh, at Visalia Country Club, and I'll name drop them because fuck all those pieces of shit forever. Fuck them, uh, dude. They, fuck you, Visalia they, they made, Country Club. They made they brought out rubber mats for us to hit off on the range because they didn't want us like hitting off of their grass. And then damn and then, chunking. And then there was an argument between the Those damn Fresno trash heaps don't even fix their divots. <laughs> bring out the mats. Yeah, bring out the bring out the poor people mats. Uh, <laughs> and then I think the club pro there had an argument with one of our players who was like a 15-year-old kid at a time at the time uh and the argument was whether like over whether his twill pants counted as denim because the uh country club uh, had like a no denim rule and even at the time I'm thinking you're a grown ass man arguing with a fucking 15 year old high school kid about whether his pants are of the right material to play at Jesus. fucking country club. So I this think is why people, no 12. Yeah, this is why people hate golf. What the fuck is 12? I think it's a type of denim. I remember, I don't know why I remember this, but there's like a scene in, in Californication where Hank Booty goes to like a country club. And of course he's like, I'm a writer. I hate golf or whatever. Right. And they tell him he has to leave because he's wearing denim. And he's like, denim, it's the people's fabric. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, at the public golf course uh, near where I grew up, you guys keep saying Muni. What's Muni? Is it a municipal golf it's, public yeah, course? Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's yeah. a municipal course. It's owned by the city. It's usually, it's usually it like less good than you know, like the private and semi-private club. Yeah. So I grew up next to uh, or near a Muni, as it's apparently <laughs> nice, called, dude. and uh, that was because it was public. Um, after the whole trial and whatnot, uh, O.J. Simpson could still golf there. <laughs> so, uh, so O.J. Simpson would sometimes be in what is that called the 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 clubhouse yep. or whatever the 
The, mm-hmm. Is it called the clubhouse? Yes. Or pro shop, depending on that. Clubhouse is the place where you drink after uh, yeah. the round. The pro shop is where you check in and, uh, you know, get your score. Yeah. Card. It, yeah. Yeah. So it was, the, it was the, the place where everyone drinks and stuff. And I think my brother sh- went over and shook his hand. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing the one. He golfs in the one glove. Yeah. The yeah, yeah, uses, yeah. <laughs> this glove fits. Uh, I'm out there working on my slice. Oldest OJ <laughs> golf very joke good. in the books. Hey. Very good. Hey. Uh, um, well, anywho, Caddyshack is a solid B plus. Uh, I don't think they should remake it, um, but only because actually, no, I take that back. I think they should remake it, but only because I want to see that as the final statue that gets torn down in the boomers' memories. And, <laughs> and we just replace it. It's an all-black cast, uh, and they're all so queer, and it's a musical. <laughs> and uh, I just just because uh, I know how much the boomers It'll um, be like Hamilton, treasure. only only Jack Nicholas is like a black guy. Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer are like black guys. Yeah, imagine, imagine <laughs> yeah. how upset they would be. All, ha- hashtag Blackie Shacks. <laughs> trending on Facebook. Exactly. <laughs> no, turning, thank you. The, uh, they're turning all our golfers into Tiger Woods and Vijay Singh. <laughs> <laughs> what a pull. Yeah, Vijay. Yeah. Look at yeah, that. We think it's th- funny until they make unhappy Gilmore or something. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's true. That's true. Uh, soon our memories will all be changed and we'll be on the internet yelling. But I mean, uh, like Happy Pretty Gilmore soon. was kind of the same like slobs versus snobs story, but it was also sure. uh, it was also like Adam Sandler is cool and beats people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was great. It was, it was pretty great. great. I think that is a almost a prerequisite. Actually, and even I'm thinking about the other golf movies I've seen, Tin Cup. It seems like the, oh, yeah. the main, the thing you have to do with the genre is, and, and of course it's too easy, but it's always the outcast, down on his luck, not high class person going up against the golf superstructure, which yeah, makes exactly. it the perfect way to do it. Yeah, that is true. In fact, is there a golf movie that's not about class struggle? I'm not aware of. Or it's just about the rich people like not wanting the riffraff to come to their country Maybe, club. What's Bagger Vance about? <laughs> oh, that one's about a magical Negro. Oh yeah. Ah yes. Yeah, that one's kind of class struggle in a way if you think about it. <laughs> but with magic too. Um. Yeah. I don't Anywho. know. There aren't that many golf movies, really. Well, there's at we least. We need three. a new one. It's time. Yeah, yeah, it is time. That's There's a little insane. bit of it in Space Jam. The fact that Michael Jordan loves golf is such a helpful thing for golf. Yeah, yeah. At least much, it, it, like, it was. It, it seems like every NBA player gets into golf, which is kind of cool. It's yeah, also Steph weird because like, because like uh, being like six eight and swinging a golf club sounds uh, hard. Yeah, it's hard for me. I'm six six, dude. Hard for me. Oh, All right. oh, are you six six? I hadn't heard. Yeah, I'm six six. Six hard six for me. six 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 six. <laughs> My height is a mark of the beast, dude. No big deal. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, awesome, boys! I I actually have to uh, I have to jump off here. You got a jet, dude? I've got a meeting. You got a meeting. You got to go to a meeting. You well, go you go ahead meeting. and you do that. Thank you for talking about fucking Caddyshack with us, dude. Thanks Absolutely. For doing, thanks anytime. for doing research. Yeah, I did. Yeah, 
Dude, I, I'm just saying, I add value. You get, you, you know do. where I am. Big I'm sitting in my house. You, you need me. I'm always, I'm always down to spend a nice hour frauding with the fine people of Fraud Nation. Oh, big dude. time value add. Hell yeah, we appreciate. Hell yeah, anytime, dude. And I love your love weaselly you. mustache now. I, I love it. Thank you. I've been working very hard on it. Uh, this is the most. Uh, facial hair i've ever had in my life so. yeah, yeah so the facial hair and the beanie you look like a jock coup bro <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like it i did my best this oh, is 10 a.m matt these are the jokes he makes <laughs> jacques yeah. coup bro is lovely don't I don't, <laughs> don't feel bad about that that was strong <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> all right uh oh wait are you gonna do a plug for joey matt Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. Let's let's end this. I think we've had a great fraught. Oh, I was gonna do a voicemail after he leaves. But oh, okay. After yeah. he leaves. Okay. Uh, uh, Joey, what do you want to plug before you get oh, out of here? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Just either either uh my either my YouTube or my Instagram. Joey Avery. I can't do comedy, so I am putting out way more videos. Um, just doing stuff in my apartment, doing doing sets, putting videos out every week. Follow me. Subscribe. Whatever. It's all we have right now. That's all we have, dude. Thank you for coming we on. We love you, I dude. I love you guys. Bye. 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 Uh, yeah, we got a couple of voicemails. We got some maybe, voicemails, dude? That's maybe wonderful. one, at least one voicemail. I haven't, I haven't vetted it because, you know, that's just our style. Yeah, that's our style, dude. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, long time listener. Uh, but yeah, I was calling to say uh, at work, uh, I work at a hospital with primarily females. Uh, and nice. older women, a lot of them, <laughs> nice. too. Uh, going back to Vince's uh, Mexican co-worker, uh, waiter, friend, amigo, mm -hmm. if you will, and his unknowing iteration, or whatever you want to call it, of, of calling a singular female lady as opposed to uh, uh, ladies or, or ma'am. Yeah, I, I don't um, know if you guys remember that, but that was, uh, yeah, I, I, when I worked at a restaurant, I had this uh, coworker, Jose, who was also a waiter, and uh, he didn't know that calling someone a lady is not as polite as calling someone, as, as saying, like, ladies. Like, yeah, so say, if it's oh, like... What can I get for you, ladies? Is very polite, but yeah. when you saw a singular lady go, "What can I get for you, lady?" Yeah, yeah. which was great. I yeah. still love it. Yeah, love that, love that. Uh, I have taken that into my uh, vernacular to approach a random coworkers that are female and b familiar coworkers that are female, uh, and I, I. I get a kick out of it. Uh, it gets me through the day. Uh, calling a nurse. Hey, lady, can you help me with this? Um, hey, lady, can you get me that? And it's like, hello, lady. How are you today? And uh, just the kind of awkward soundingness of it that uh, Vince found so giggle-worthy. Uh, I too find giggle worthy and uh, cool. That's that. <laughs> that's that. And Love that, it. And that's the news from this side of the world. Uh huh. I'm glad it is funny. That's true. That's true, dude. What's the other voicemail? 
Uh, this one, I think, is just someone hassling you for not singing their uh, royalty freestyle. Really? Uh-huh. What's up, Frostman? It's Tim Mike here. I was just uh, doing some back-of-the-envelope math, and I'm currently sitting on day 791 of uh, Matt Lieb not singing me in royalty freestyle. Fuck. I'm just feeling unloved and sad, I guess, uh, in the quarantine. But uh hope this message finds you well. Uh, fraud on. I love you, dude. All right, so... Vince, drop a beat. <clears throat> What's his name? A bit, t- Tim Mike. Tim Mike. His name is Tim Mike? Yeah. Well, you know how we call our, all our listeners Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Tim Mike. What you doing tonight? Won't you lay in my bed with me? All right, it's a good yeah. start. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tim Mike, what you doing right now? I hear you're lonely in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Hell, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, Tim Mike, mm-hmm. won't you suck on my day and eat upon my ass cheeks for a while? Hey, Tim Mike, I don't want you waiting all night for this royalty freestyle song I'm gonna do. It's <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, we keep, uh, we're still going? Okay. No, that was it. I, 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 I think the problem is is that I could have kept going, but I know that Francesca is uh, <laughs> right around. Uh, along, he, she's a few feet away, and I don't want her to yell at me. Yeah. Um, well, the, your, uh, your Instagram from the other day where you're paddling on your kayak and she and you're talking about something and she paddles she paddles through the background about 50 yards away yelling shut up yeah. <laughs> it was amazing yeah it was pretty great <laughs> she's got good kayak timing yeah yeah which is very good well tim mike um i hope you enjoyed that one but also you know we obviously owe you a real one um you know at some point we're gonna get it together enough here to fucking you know do a real one and it'll all be great and it'll have been worth it it'll have been worth it Mm. um but until that time um (laughs) we should mention preemptively before we jet jet on out of here um that we uh have started the very beginnings of a merch store this is merch this is broadcast merch that merch Marini. yeah we get we're getting that Mary Marini. and um basically uh it's at teespring.com slash stores slash broadcast um simple address that anyone can it's find. a simple address uh right now um we're we're still making um the merch uh there's like a i think one t-shirt available and oh there's a face mask that just says lum on it uh you want that you want to have and, that and there's also a, a mug that says lum but uh for now uh, what, what's happening is we're having um someone design um the shirts uh, in a way that would be better than me just slapping the logo on it but yeah, uh, so soon everyone will be able to buy Frogcast merch. After years of waiting, um, we finally decided to do it. 
uh, and you know, I gotta say, we've really caught it at the the you know the peak demand for the shirts, and I, I think we're we're ready for people to buy. That's you know. Yeah, I like it. I would love to have a shirt. Yeah. Um, well, for, you can buy one now. For all of you walking out there with unclothed torsos, look, we got yeah. you covered, literally. Yeah. Or like if your mask, you know, is shitty and it's like, I like it, but it doesn't say lum on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> now you can get one. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> and as always, patreon.com slash broadcast. Uh, I'll have Patre- that. Yeah, I'll have that other interview up there as a bonus, uh, hopefully around the time that we drop this episode, and it'll be yeah. great. I'm very excited to listen to it. Uh, Frogcast at gmail.com for any questions, comments, concerns. Uh, Vince, what's a Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. I love you so much. And until next time, good night and good chins.